Blog Talk Radio. I like to send this out to the whole tri-state, New York, Connecticut, Jersey, MD, VA, DC, the coldest one ever. What's your personal advice? All work in single line, next 200 yards. Rejected. Not tactical to travel forward in a single line. Hard time, road rhyme, to make verse to make in its own right kind. To measure, the coldest one I ever. Peace out to sister soldiers. 30 below, to my land boots. For this kind of cold, call hard hoodies, skull caps, leather jackets, hold still, watch movement, state of precaution, one more move against drastic. Often in the 745 playing classics, thoughts be playing my head backwards. The mind one of a kind before my time, spoke on Jews from 99. CD date, release, peace, much love to my peace. Deceased, seeing through binoculars. From my past, time flew fast, stacks of crazy cash. I watched those who talk reckless, main objective, left, right, mind perspective. Fought class with enemies in the midnight. My peace with umbrella, pina coladas, and palm trees. Shorties talk slick, put hits out, cold words in broad daylight. Only if my eyes could foretell the future if I lose sight. My team fiend for cream. Plot scheme, execute a plan without residuals being seen. No trace, no one saw our face, no evidence to the blueprint. Burnt ashes to erase, font original, artistical, get the dough in a yo. Billion dollar investments from words read from the Old Testament. Hand rent, alibis that no one saw could lead to evidence or convince to a suspect to a story that doesn't make no sense. Of the wise while we get ourselves together. The coldest one I ever. Hard time, road rhymes to make verse to make in its own right kind. To measure the coldest one I ever. Peace out, the sister soldiers. My facial features of a shadow, untold stories, leak still in my palm. Haven't reached my peak, obsolete. Fish tank coffee tables. Leather sofas, toast to the most wanted, and silk, and soft suede loafers, diamond shine, around dimes, watch cat focus, don't lose time, switch minds, intelligence from socials, that's not relevant, basic instant, lifestyle, attract brilliance, for long-term experience, this in my self-stock bond, IRAs, additional wealth, place, a budget for my lawyers to represent the farm, seeing the beyond the solar sun, one in a million, 
Avalon amplifies U87 Font to the studio console boards for the main ingredients one accord Mine's infant, font spits royal fire instant The whole world tense, live wires So many backstabbers, liars, cannabis My life illustrates some don't want font to make destiny My legacy flip monopoly, so coarse Scholars trying to predict the academy History, the chemistry, people will love to see us in our misery Taking over the music industry Of a compound, dreamers hold the fork Put our names in jeopardy, back and forth Out of court, forced many situations Embracing the mental Flashbacks over my life was a fish Hard time, roll around, to make verse You make in its own right kind To measure, the coldest winner ever Peace out to sister soldier I lean back, ready for attack. Empire strike back. Hot tracks, vinyl wax, kick facts. Black XO cognac, abstract beats to beat. My team has to eat, stay discreet. Peep out my profession. Peep levels, blowing recorded studio sessions. God bless me when birth through the region. I'm the last Mohegan, frankly speaking, on a mission. X-ray vision, brainstorm, salute, funk, war for vet. The war begun, some scar wounds, with others talk too soon. Was collect assets, smoke was clear, I was left. Saw death with my platoon, the honor, ready for the unsaid drama. The team had the armor, I ate off the plate, the saga continues. Cats fake, souls act brand new. Words spoke into the mic with precious jewels, rituals that were so true, true. The one thing, I like to say what's up to the $100 billers. Can't forget about my man Shinero, what up? Can't forget about my man Carter Engineer. My man D, the BX represent. Bebo, can't forget about my man Khalil, Philly represent. My man Jane, Clarence, Marvin, Tony, Parker, the whole Gallon crew. Cole Black, James, the coldest one I ever. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, and I'm your moderator, just some guy named Jay, like I've always been, and we also have Nikki Brown. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to bringing black folks from all walks of life together and teaching them and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe is not hosted by a convicted felon or a conspiracy theorist wacko or a closeted lesbian, but hey, we're going to put on a great show just as good as all those people too, so listen up. Tonight's main topic is uh, ways you can earn money, uh, unconventional ways to earn money, you know, outside of punching a clock and, you know, making money for other people, maybe for yourself, using your own talents and abilities, but uh, just different ways to do it. 
And uh, joining us is our guest, the rapper Font. And uh, you just heard his song just now, The Coldest Winter. Uh, but before we get into all that, I just want to let everyone know you could, uh, you could check us out by uh, going to blacktopia.org. You can download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. Yes, go get the Blacktopia mobile app. All right, let's go ahead and bring on the the the, the hosts and the guests and everybody. Barbara the country clean lady. How you doing, boss? You know, just doing a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and bring on Nikki Brown. Greetings, everyone. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, Nikki. Yes. How you doing, Nikki? I'm doing. Doing. Mm. Hey, well, at yep. least you're doing it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 hey, you know, do, doing is better than uh, not not doing. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's what we're gonna do. Let's, let's go ahead. Let me throw some. Uh, let me throw some claps on that for what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, just because. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and bring on the guest font. Oh, Fine, how yeah. you doing? All right, everything Yes, sir. Now, Font, this is how we do this. Bar of the Country Cleaning Lady is going to sit you down in the hot seat and interrogate you like a cop. Around 9.35, we'll take calls from the audience. Uh, at 10 o'clock, we take a break. After the break, well, you know, we'll play some songs, we'll play some commercials. We'll come back from the commercial break. Then uh, I have the old church lady announcements. After the old church lady announcements, Nikki Brown has astrology one on one. Then we'll get right into our topic. Then we'll also talk, take some more calls. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, yeah, that's that, and that's our show. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, Barbara. Juan, how you doing? How you doing? I'm all right. It's been a long time since I've done a raw interview. I mean, but that's a good thing because that means, you know, up and coming, that means that we're catching you at your best, the beginning of the career, because that's where everybody, you know, makes the mistakes and learns the most. That's the most important part of it. Um, My first question to you is why the stage name font instead of your government name, which is what, by the way? Government name, my last name is Fauntleroy, so, you know, I chose Font because that's, you know, that was a good stage name for me. It's original. Okay. Why did you choose to enter into this particular arena with everything that's going on and the vast amounts of artists already being generated? What do you think you can bring to the table of new rap artists? Um... Well, I'm a pioneer of rap music, of course, and it's like 
I feel like I could bring a lot of knowledge to the youth. Okay. And see, with you know, there's so many aspects of rap on the market, different levels um, where artists fit in. And what you're trying to bring, as you said, to the table, how can your sound be distinguished from these other artists, whether they're legend, underground, or upstart as yourself? Um, well, my, my sound is basically jazz and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm trying to actually, like, do something not really different, but I'm trying to bring it back, the original hip-hop. Okay. And Coldest Winter is a good start to that. Where did you come up with the concept for that song? Um, Sister Soldier's my cousin. So mm-hmm. I just took that title and I made my own Coldest Winter of it. Okay. The lyrics in it, you know, stand for a lot of things of, you know, power, background, um, people's history. For you in the lyrics, is there anything pertaining to point in the lyrics of the um, song? I basically, like the first verses, you know, well, all the verses are. I just basically was explaining my story of what I was going through with my team, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any children, and how has your family impacted your choice of careers? Um, my family was, I mean, it was, it was basically, they had a good impact on it. Do you have any children? Yeah, I got four children. Okay. Well, how do you feel about them? So put it this way, the kind of music that you put out, like I asked every artist and being that you're new to the game, how do you want your music to impact your responsibilities as not only an artist, but as a parent? where your children are listening to what you perform. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna portray anything that I'm not doing, first of all. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I, I just keep it real, keep it one hundred. Because you know there are a lot of artists out there that say, you know, they don't care what they perform in front of other people's children. I mean, but you know, you do realize at some point your own would listen to it. So I mean that's why I'm asking you are you concerned, you know, about the age? Because I don't know the age bracket of your kids, but I'm quite sure it's maybe young to maybe teenage where, you know, they're already influenced by that kind of music. And and, it's, and speaking on that, other artists, are there any particular artists, and you don't have to say no names, that you don't allow them to listen to that music is a little bit too much for you as far as what they should be listening to at their ages? Yes. Because, I mean, I know a lot of them, they don't like to mention nobody's name because you don't want to put no spot on nobody's spotlight. But, I mean, I, there are a few that even I, myself, explicit is a little too much at some of these kids' ages. What do you think about that kind of music that they produce? Because for a lot of them, for me, it's like repeat sound. It's not even genuine music. It's just overlapping beats. I mean, again, without mentioning people's names, the, the the ones of the music that you don't like them listening to, how do you feel about those artists? I mean, is I mean, the music genuine to you or just basically beats thrown together with, you know, minimal sound? Well, I could say it like this. Everybody has a lane. I mean, I got my own lane. They got their own lane. I'm not trying to badmouth nobody. I mean, I just feel right. like whatever's, whatever's good to the ear, I mean, they got followers as well. So, 
if that works for them, then mm-hmm. hey, I, I don't have nothing else to say. Okay. And you're also a spoken word artist. Why did you yes. choose to do rapping instead of that? Is it harder to perfect being a spoken word artist, the artistry there, or is it harder with the rapping to perfect? I think I think it's hardest like rapping. I can do spoken word, you know, mm-hmm. with ease. And um, the rapping, I mean, I've been doing it for years, but, you know, as time prevailed, I got better. Mm-hmm. Well, as a spoken word artist, is there a particular piece that you like, and what's a quote from it? Um, I don't. I can't even recall right now. <laughs> but you got a few favorite pieces that you like. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like pick. Common, uh, the mm-hmm. Roots. You know, yeah, definitely. Okay. And if there was a particular legend that you could work with right now, which one would that be first? And secondly, when did you fall in love with hip-hop, that first song that caught your ear? Well, the first legend I would be is um, Nas, and I would like to work with Jay-Z, you know. But um, mm-hmm. to answer your question about hip-hop, I've been hearing it since 83. I mean, I go back from UTFO and Run DMC and LL Cool J and the Fat Boys. I mean, legends, you know, so I remember all that. Okay. Now, once you get vastly exposed, because Blacktopia is going to be the flagship for where everybody is introduced to you, especially through Coldest Winter and also through Southeast Hip Hop Magazine, Jay's Magazine, once you get that good exposure, how do you intend to use that influence among the young people of this generation? Um, I'm just going to basically just talk, you know, just give them knowledge that they can, like, learn off of, you know. It's a lot of knowledge out there to give, you know. Mm-hmm. Are you involved in any tours or spoken word stand-up right now or coming up soon? No, not, no not, not right now, but in the future. Where do you see Spont going forward for 2018, and what kind of goals do you want to accomplish? Well, I got a I got an EP coming out in February, and um, mm-hmm. hopefully I'm gonna you know hit some more open mics and see what happens from there. Okay. Now I saw that you lived in Las Vegas, um, and I'm quite sure you're aware of the tragedy that happened a while yeah. back. Um, how did that affect you? and the community that you lived in? Because I know a lot of people say, you know, you see violence every day, and Vegas is no different. But when one incident gets isolated and it seems like that's the only way you can bring people together to notice all the other vast problems in their community, a lot of people got angry because, you know, they said it, it took that incident to get the world to notice you know, the other, more so than just the glitz and glamour that you see when you go to Vegas, that they're, you know, under under the surface, there's scarred problems that have been there for a long time. How did it affect you and the community that you lived in? I mean, did you feel angry that finally somebody noticed instead of, you know, the situations going on being addressed long before this? Um, I can actually say, you know, it touched my heart and you know, I send my respects to the family, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So I mean, I mean, for anybody else that you know in your community, did anybody else make any comment on it? Because I mean, I know there were a lot of neighborhoods that they spoke to individually. The media did. Right. Did they get into yours well, and talk to you guys about it? No, no, they didn't get into mine at all. What about the young people? I know now as you're perfecting your craft and you having four children of your own, you're seeing the direction way different from us. Because I'm gathering you in your, what, early 30s, late 20s, early 30s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this generation now, you know, they're way different from the way we were all raised with the more stern hands. Where do you see, through your children's eyes, where do you see the young people of this generation headed? That's on any vehicle, whether it's the media, music, um, life in general, where do you see them headed, in your opinion? My opinion, um, it's a lot of opportunities out there. I mean, you you got to realize hip-hop has created a lot of jobs for unemployed people. So I just feel like if you're on the right path, that there there can be more jobs actually, you know, open doors for others. And you said you had a you had an EP coming out soon. Yes. So what about um? Are you putting any material together to make a record um? Or pretty soon start promoting either your spoken word. I mean, which one do you intend on concentrating on more, the spoken word or the rapping, or are you going to do a collaboration of both going forward? I'm going to do a collaboration of both. Okay. Are you looking at putting a a record together? for? You got more than just the coldest war out there, right? You got some other songs that you're trying to put together into a record? Yes, yes. How's that process coming along in the studio with trying to get that together? It's coming along well. Matter of fact, have you um, had any setbacks or you know issues? I mean, a, a few setbacks, but you know, I'm I'm still making progress. Hmm. Okay. Yes, yeah, I know everybody said that that first album is the hardest for some reason because you you want to make sure everything is perfect and put together for to capture the audience's attention and and keep it in order, you know, to continue to produce music and sound. Do you really enjoy right. what you're doing? Because, I mean, I know there are a lot of artists out there, new and seasoned, that say they come to a point sometimes when they just hit that crash and they don't enjoy doing it anymore. Is that a, is that an issue for you? Or between the spoken word and the rapping, you'll be able to keep yourself refreshed? Well, in the past, I used to have, a, you know, a few crashes, but... Lately, I've just been, you know, motivated and, you know, writing like crazy. So, you know, I still got the love for it. You know, that's okay. that's always going to be the love. So, what about what about taking one of your spoken word poems and making it into a rap song? You ever thought about doing that? Yes, I thought about it. What about collabos? You plan on doing any one of those with another artist that Jay know or somebody in Blacktopia, if you're a part of Blacktopia? Um, are you thinking about doing a collaboration with someone as well? Because Coldest War could put some some beats to it and do a little a little hook collab if you're up to that. Yeah, I can do a collab. 
male or female, really, because, I mean, the, the song could go either way with the way you got the beat set up. How was it putting the beats together for it? Because I know that first song, like I said, is your flagship, and it's basically how everybody will recognize you going forward in the future, um, especially if, you, if Jay put it on YouTube and other, you know, venues for everybody to listen to it. How yes, was yes. it putting together the beats and, you know, getting the music to come together the way you wanted it? Did you spend hours in the studio trying to get that done, or you just came right off the top of your head? Well, it took me like an hour to write it, and the beat didn't take long either. It was like, say, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just working. Okay. Have you ever been nervous when you've done one of your spoken words stand-up? Or, you know, felt like the audience wouldn't be receptive? Yes. Yes, I have a few times, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you plan on using that because I mean, you do realize once you get into this more and start the tour, you're gonna have that kind of difference of opinion um, among the the people that you perform for, whether they become an audience or you know fan base or not. I mean, is that always gonna be at the top of your mind as far as going forward? Um. I don't think it's gonna be at the top of my mind. I'm just I'm just gonna make the music that the people can gravitate to. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's 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 a lot of different ways you can promote the music out there now. I mean, is there a particular way that Jay has you set up so I'm quite sure you got something going for you to be able to get started and getting it promoted. Is there a particular way Y'all intend on doing a promotion, or you got your own ideas on how you want to do that? No, it's a typical way that you know we um we talked before, and um we have a way that we're gonna do the promotion. I got you. I got him on. We uh you know we got the promo blog already set up. He got the uh he got the song available for streaming on the Blacktopia mobile app. You can go to blacktopia dot org. He's also on Southeast Hip Hop Magazine. Plus we got some more updates coming real soon. So uh so go to Font's official promo blog. Uh, I'm gonna shout out the official link a little later on in the show. But uh but yeah I just want to throw in the throw. Okay. Okay. Well I'm wishing you luck on it and hopefully. The best of luck, you know, once you get everything going. Because, I mean, I'm quite sure you're going to have to start working on your schedules between, you know, the spoken word and rapping. If you said you're going to try to keep both of them on an even keel, because that's going to be a lot of work. You know, try to keep that balance to be able to do it. Is there anything else that you do aside from the spoken word and the rapping? A mainstay? Because I I know everybody got a mainstay. Income, why these yeah, well, working I make beats out. and I'm getting into engineering now. Mhm. Well, you had background for engineering too. Yeah, I'm I'm learning that as we speak. Mhm. Okay, you taking classes for that? Right. So you had you had secondary because I'm gonna ask you, did you have any college background or you know, um, career institute no. type teaching? I'm just doing a one-on-one, and um, mm. I'm just taking it one day at a time. But I'm, I'm catching on. Okay. Well, how far did you get in school? 
and how important is education to you? Because I've asked everybody since now, um, as far as black children are concerned, literacy and education are becoming a secondary thing as well, <laughs> as well as supporting themselves. But for you, how far did you get in school and how important is education with you having children of your own? Um, I graduated after 12th grade and um, I went into the service, you know, for like seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So I've been so around in different countries and all that. Huh? How important, how, how important, important is it? Yeah. I think okay. education is very important. You know, it opens a lot of doors for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm noticing a lot of people are getting out of that, um, especially as far as reading for children, black children. They're more into throwing them in front of a phone, a TV, or a computer, um, opposed to sitting them down with a good book and, you know, letting them keep words in your head, especially what you do being a spoken word artist. You have to always have a word ledger is what I call it, handy, for you to be able to pull words out of your head in order for you to be able to um, use them to create a spoken word, to create a rap. And for our black children, they're getting out of that. The, the basic ways of writing sentences, we talked about this one time before on the show. I used to grade papers, and I do it every now and again now, of children at the schools as part of my um, giving back to the community um, with my business. I have a cleaning company, and I've seen a lot of them children can't even write a proper sentence with a, with a, you know, a subject and a predicate, and yet they've been passed on, and this is mostly the black children. They've been passed on, parents not checking these things. How instrumental are you in dealing with your children's education? Are you involved in checking homework and making sure they know the basics and the fundamentals in order to make it to where you are now? Yes, that's I am. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. thank you for this interview. It was awesome. I appreciate it and much success going forward. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Now, Fa, we got some- Definitely. Now, Fon, Baz will talk to you a little more, too, later in the program. We got some callers that want to talk to you. Plus, we got Nikki Brown that's going to ask you a few things as well. Uh, let's go ahead and get that started. Uh, if you're listening in on the link, it was a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1. We'll bring you on, get to talk to the artist Font. And uh, if you also want to start in early on our topic, uh, unconventional ways to earn money, then you can go ahead and bring that up too. It's no problem. Let's go ahead and take this first caller. Caller in the nine one nine four four one. You're on the air. Who is this? Hello, this is Victoria. Good evening, everyone. How are you? Put some respect on hey, my name. Hey, Victoria. Y'all understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. <laughs> yes, Victoria. Hey, Barbara. Fond, uh, first off, I want to say good evening to you, and thank you so much for your service. Uh, you, you just find out something new about people every day, don't you? But thank you so much for serving community and country. Thank you. That's that. I have a very quick question for you. Um, I, I know that being an entrepreneur is, is a struggle for a lot of people, so I really wanted to find out, like, your reason why, your motivation, or if you have mentors um, and what advice you can give others who are trying to strike out on the same path of success that you're experiencing right now. I just want to tell them that um, just don't give up and believe dreams come true. You know, 
it might not seem like it's going, you know, as fast as you want it, but if you believe and you keep persevering, you will see some light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And what about your mentors? Do you have do you have specific mentors that you you've kept along the journey, or are you doing self study? I'm doing um self study. Cool. Okay. Well, that's also good advice. Anyone that you want to recommend, any book or any kind of any lecturer or any motivational speaker that is your favorite? Um. Not really. I'm putting you on the spot, huh? <laughs> yeah, you put me on the spot. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I appreciate I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, I love the questions and, and your answers. Uh, I feel like I know you a little bit better for certain than what I'd heard of you before. So thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely, definitely, Vicky. Thank you for the uh, for the call, um, Nikki Brown. Nikki Brown, you got any? Uh, no, you got some follow up questions for Font. Hi, Font. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. So I did want to ask you um, what your overall message or purpose is. Like, what 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 motivated you to get started? Um, and the reason I'm asking is because I know that when I was younger, um, one of the things that motivated, motivated me to write was it was an outlet for me. And so I wanted to share with the world what I was experiencing in hopes to help someone else that may be going through some of the same things that I went through. And so I did do poetry at a certain point, And, you know, I just felt like I wanted, you know, everybody to know, you know, about this good thing or this thing that you shouldn't do or this thing that you should have. Um, and, and that's kind of how I proceed with um, the things that I do. I feel like I, I, I'm so excited that I want to share. So I'm just asking you, what is your overall message, theme, or purpose? Like what do you want the public to know um, or share with them about who you are or what you're, what you're about and what, you know, um, you know, if you kind of um, – is it more like um, I don't know? Let me I'm gonna just be quiet so you can answer. <laughs> well, um, I just want everybody to know that um, that I'm just trying to basically kick knowledge to the people, and hopefully, hopefully, we can all learn from it because I feel like that's the hip hop game. I'm not saying that's where we lost it, but I'm just trying to bring that back. Okay. So when you um, say kick knowledge, I know that's an old school term. Are you from what what area of the, of the country are you from? I'm from I'm originally from Bronx, New York. I live in Vegas. Okay. You know, but okay. I have Bronx, New York, and, and grew up in Virginia too as well. So I always had the best of both worlds. <laughs> the up north and the down south, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting because you don't hear too many people say that they want to kick some knowledge. Like, that's really an old-school term. So that definitely tells me that you, like you said earlier, you've been listening to hip-hop since the 80s. So thinking about that, those 80s music, 
Um, and I know that you mentioned Nas and all of those other people, but like for me, some of those people um, that influenced me were like Snoop and NWA. So like aside from like Nas or maybe the conscious rappers, just in terms of flow and style, who would you say is the rapper that you most admired or lyricists that you most admired growing up? Um, I have to give it up to Big Daddy Kane. He definitely gave me a spark, yeah. you know, back when. Okay. That's what's up. Big Daddy T- Kane is a good one. <laughs> well, yeah. I appreciate you no. answering. I, oh, I appreciate you answering my questions. No problem. Now, Font, let me ask you, uh, have you been compared to any other MCs? Yeah, they, well... Um, they say I sound like Biggie, you know, but I don't think so. But a lot of people say I sound like him. Yes, you do. Now, you know, when you speak, in my opinion, you know, I've told you before, when you, your speaking voice sounds like Biggie, but when you're spitting, you know, you remind me of Killer Priest. Yeah. Thank you for the compliment. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, you know. Um. Yeah. So, uh, as far as uh, as far as beats, uh, did, now who who produced that track that we played, Coldest Winter? Um, me and um me and a guy named Carl. I call him Carl the Engineer, but um, I did it out in Maryland, and um, you know, I went up in there, laid the um the the sample down, put the beat together, and it was a, it was definitely a success. Ah, okay, okay. And um, what producers would you like to work with in the future? Um, I wouldn't mind working with, like, Dr. Dre one day or um, Premier, uh, any mm, of them, yes. you know, any of them that, that make, you know, make hot beats, you know. Um, let me think of some more producers. Oh, let me tell you something. If I A&R your, uh, your project, this is who I would have as the beat makers on your stuff. And I know they, they're not all, you know, like not modern people, but I'd say DJ Premier, Pete Rock, RZA, Ninth Wonder, Ayatollah, and 88 Keys. Them, those are the people that you need, that, that just that make a lot, that would be a dope project with because I can picture right. you spitting over tracks produced by, those, you know, that particular style. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially some DJ Premier or Pete Rock. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You what? What else? Uh, like other than Primo and uh, Dr. Dre, what other producers you, you said you were? You, you know, sound good to I you. Um, I can't think of any names right now, but um, Pete Makers. I wouldn't mind doing a track with oh. them. They produce a lot of. They produce a lot of music. Yeah, for diplomats and Jim Jones and all right. that. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would that would be sweet. Uh, you know. I, uh, who else? Who else? You? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I I could picture over. Uh, you know, some uh, some fourth disciple. You know, some of that. You know, especially since I I, I you know the killer priest uh, reference. Now, um. Now we're still in 2017, you know. 
what plans do you have for your music for the rest of this year and the upcoming new year? Um, I'm gonna finish up the EP for 2018, and um, hopefully I can get out there and start touring and doing shows. Definitely, definitely. Let me ask you this: might be a controversial question, but I'm asking anyway. Who is the wackest rapper ever? Or you can, or you can name four whack whack rappers, or you can't give it to just one person. You know what? I'm gonna leave that question alone because I might <laughs> I might hit some sore yep. spots. So you know, I just rather not even say. Oh yeah, too controversial. You gotta be, you gotta be political, yeah. you know, because you might, might, might be opening up, or they might, you might be rocking a show with them. <laughs> yeah, and so, now yeah. that you know, sometimes it's best to be quiet before you know why you knew stepping in the game. You know, you know, you yeah. can't shoot yourself down before you start. You know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with uh, sticking my own foot in my mouth. I know. I know. You what are a like. very serious uh, man. You know that. <laughs> Fine. You are a very serious dude. I haven't had a guy like you in. It's been a long, long time. Is there anything that loosens you up? Because you are very. The military, I can, I can feel it in the tone of you in general. Do you ever relax? Yeah, I relax. Yeah, what do you do, relax? No, because I mean, I can tell you nervous because you are totally, like. All business, but you gotta you gotta relax a little bit, especially on the mic, okay? Yeah. Just right. just just a little bit. Just just tone it, tone tone down, and you will kill us if you could see us. Type. <laughs> That's okay. So after the record is out there, you know, promote badass. Right now, though, relax a little bit. It's, it's all, all right. good. All right. it's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like you're hearing a good song and you're in the bathroom and you can't sing and you you dancing around the tub naked. That kind of right. thing. That's the kind of folk we are right here. Yeah, you gotta you gotta loosen it up because some people like will perceive that in a wrong way, and you don't want that already out the gate. You want you right. want everybody right. to yeah. You want I mean it's okay to have that that control and that's cool. That that can you remind me of common with that. It's okay to have that control and know exactly what you want to say and when. But sometimes you gotta let loose and just let it be. It's it's gotta just right. like when you're doing your spoken word, you gotta just let it roll off at the tongue. So you gonna have to. I don't want to push you, but you you gonna have to relax a little bit for me, just a little bit, okay? Or just, right. just for the rest no of the problem. rest of the evening. All right. It's all yours, Jay. Go on back to it. Wait, oh, yeah. what's your sign? What's your sign font? It's a Gemini. Oh, oh you're a Gemini. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, Nikki, go and shut up about the signs, because they're just That's right, girl. Chat. <laughs> I know you know how to let loose, so you got to you gotta give us more of your personality. Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you be dealing with more than just one general people. And, I mean, folk are picky. You know that from being a fan of different artists yourself. Like, right, say, right, you right, put right, me back right. out there. 
Yeah, so they'll, they'll come across you as just, you know, a stiff man and they can't, unapproachable. Put it that way. They will, they will say that you are unapproachable because, you know, you the monosome. And that's fine. That's fine when you conduct the business making that money. But sometimes when you're on the mic, like you see some other artists, you got to let it go. I mean, you can't, right. you can't always control what you say and how you say it. They're saying, like, when you do your spoken word, you, you lose yourself in your craft. You lose yourself in your music. But, you know, when right. you're on the microphone and, and, and being interviewed or talking to your fans or people asking questions like Nikki and Vicky and them do, you got to let it loose. You got you got to let it go. Just just break free. Like I said, like you're in the bathroom dancing and can't nobody hear you messing up. And, you know, you're in the tub with no clothes on. That kind of thing. You got to just let it go. Okay. All right. I'm all We're not picking yeah. on you. you. We're not picking on you. You share some no, really great information, and we appreciate it. So man, if you knew me, you'd understand. Look at my, look at the way I'm talking. This is this is me every day as I'm making my money. You know, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. straight. I'm trying, I'm trying to give you pointers before you go on to other people's radio shows and all and talk to them, like Tina and a few other people up here that um that are part of Blacktopia that are gonna want to interview you. You gotta let go, just a little bit. That's right, so, girl. What we need to do with that? Okay, okay. So let's have fun. Okay. Let's have fun. That's our point. Let's let you let's let you. All right. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yes, Miss Marie Jones. Yeah, uh, speaking of Miss Marie Jones, uh, well, I'm going to wait till the old church lady announcement to bring her name up. Uh, but I wanted to say that, uh, yeah, Font, man, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to dive into our topic uh, for the night, too. Um, instead of waiting until after the break, the topic is unconventional ways to make a living, unconventional ways to make money because uh, you know it's, it's not like it's not like it used to be. You know, you know the, the, the days where you you know, you know you work for somebody else for fifty years and you get a retirement. All this, and, uh, you know, it's it's two thousand seventeen, about to be two thousand eighteen, and uh, the internet is popping and uh, and there's millions of ways to to uh, you know, have different revenue streams and 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 all being legit. Um, so we're gonna pass the mic around on this. If you're if you're listening, a lot of people listening, but y'all need to call in too. We're not just sitting here talking to ourselves. You know, all y'all listening in and and talking and inboxing each other and in the chat room and also see some of y'all on the boards, but just don't want to press one. Press one, <laughs> so you can talk to us too. We'll bring you on. We'll, we'll ask you your opinion. Um, again, if you're streaming from the link five one six three eight seven one two one nine and press one. If you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press one. We'll bring you on. No big whoop. You get to talk to us. And uh, so yeah, so let's let's go ahead and uh, let's pass the mic around. Let's uh, let's start with uh, Nikki Brown. Then we'll go to our guest, and then Barbara, and then I'll say a few things. And then we'll you know if somebody ain't scared, we bring them on too. And then you know I'm scared to press one. So Nikki Brown. Nikki Brown, you're an entrepreneur. You have many, 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 many talents. And after having you as a, a co-host for the past couple of uh, two months, uh, you, you are extremely talented. I, I've, I've, I've discovered more of your talents. Uh, what do you think about this topic? Because I know you, you already have Circuit 2009, and I know there's probably there's other things that you provide too. So uh, let me pass the mic to you. <laughs> um, well, yeah, one of the other things um, I do a few different things um, uh, Besides make all natural products I also um, do provide um, coaching services um, 
which can include anything that you want to be coached on, nutrition. Um, I've been a pescatarian type vegetarian since 2001, um, but I am also familiar with eating a vegan lifestyle. So I do have knowledge of different recipes and herbs and supplements, essential oils. um, um, And people call me and ask me, you know, for different recipes. If they're sick, what, what do I do? A lot of people call me, you know, to ask me that. Um, so, you know, that's just something that I kind of do. I do, um, co- the coaching services, I do charge a fee for, but there are, there's a lot of information that I give away for free. Um, I just share it, you know, I just share my knowledge, um, as freely as possible, as possible. Um, but, you know, um, to stick to the topic, um, when you do, I want to start out by saying when you start anything unconventional, ain't no half-stepping. You have to combat procrastination. And if you can find a solution to a problem, you you can create a business around that problem um, because people will pay, pay for things to be done easier or faster um, especially in this this day and time, this day and age, 2017, you know, we all want instant gratification. We're used to everything getting coming fast. We've become very impatient um, as a result. Um, but um, also another way to make money is blogging, um, Uber driving, which is something that I do. <laughs> um, Uber driving. I don't know if you caught that. Uber and Lyft. Um, you can also do things like um, there's a site called care.com. You can um, pet sit or tutor. Um, you could, um, you know, walk people's dogs or, you know, make sure you feed their cats, um, babysit, um, and provide um, elder care. There are different options on the site. Um, where you don't have to go log into anyone's clock. You just let them know what skills you have, what experience you have, and you go through a database um, and, you know, the client selects you or you select the clients or you apply for these different jobs um, and you can, you know, potentially be hired. Um, A lot of people make money doing all, making greeting cards, making all sorts of things. Um, So if there's something that you like to do, um, you can turn that a hobby into a business as well. Um, so that's just a few of the things that I want. That's to right, girl. Ciao. That's right, girl. Ciao. Yeah, yeah, Nikki Brown. Thank you for that. Uh, that, that. I hope a lot of y'all are taking notes. You know, you're sitting there saying, man, I'd rather do something else than what I'm doing. And uh, Nikki Brown just threw you some suggestions. Um, now, before I pass the mic, to uh to font uh you know i wanted to say that you know font as an artist you know you can you should there's different ways you can monetize what you do and and, and you know your brand there's websites like patreon you know you can put your music on patreon and and and, and uh people have you know they could they could they can, you can charge a subscription fee for exclusive content and uh you know like like fan videos and exclusive songs and things like that. Uh, and, you know, they pay you a monthly uh, subscription 
and they'll have access to content that only that you only your only your subscribers can have. You know, like you can have stuff on the page for free, but then you know for those who want to buy into the brand, you know, they're going to pay you like four dollars a month or something like that, some small. Then you can grant them that you know they'll have access to different things. You know, like like never behind the scenes footage and never heard before songs and things like that. So you might want to check out Patreon.com. We also have a Blacktopia page on Patreon. It's Patreon.com forward slash Blacktopia. So check that out. Uh, Google AdSense, that's another thing. When you start shooting your music videos and things like that, you may want to get a Google AdSense account. That's A-D-S-E-N Sense. AdSense (laughs) AdSense.com. And, uh, uh, you know, it's synced up with Google um, once you do that, you know, you'll become a YouTube affiliate. You can put post your uh, your YouTube videos up there, your music videos, and you can monetize them, and you can start getting paid for people watching your music videos. and only give you like a couple of pennies here, a couple of pennies there. But, uh, you know, it, it, it adds up. You know, you get, you know, the more views, the more people are exposed to the ads that Google put in your, you know, videos, you, you know, raise your chances of, Making uh, more money off that, and uh, and there's other ways too. You know, you got to think outside the box, outside of just uh, selling merchandise and selling CDs. You know, as an artist, you know, pretty much music is free <laughs> these days. So, uh, so just selling CDs, you know, you just gotta gotta go beyond that these days. You got to think of other ways to pimp your brand and pimp your talents. Uh, but what are some unconventional ways outside of music that you can think of that uh that, that our people can jump on to uh to to make a living? Um, I just think that um we can actually you can get a um truck and make a living, a um a mill truck. And you know, start your own business that way. Yes, yes. Certainly can. You know, post that up somewhere, good location and you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean this world is big. You know, and you can do big things in it. And um before it goes to the break, Babs. I know you got plenty of ideas. Um, actually I'ma say uh Nikki pretty much Nikki pretty much nailed everything that you can do. Um Nope. Nope, this, nope there's more things. No, that that's well, basically the the ones out there unless you bootleg. <laughs> bootleg has become the number one it's become one of the number one things out there. But I mean I was gonna say aside from the conventional ways to um legitimately make money you have to understand the aspects of what you're trying to do as well so that it doesn't end up failing. Because I've, I've said that many times before, um, being in business for 19 years come March, uh, people are not understanding the dynamic of what they're doing. They're letting folk talk them into putting themselves into more debt to obtain a loan to start a business. But they're not understanding. It's okay to have an idea. Once you set it into motion, you need to understand that it can fail and that you have to keep starting over again until it succeeds. 
and there are a lot of people that don't want to do that. They want immediate success, or they put themselves in high-end debt, buying things they don't need or won't sell immediately, and you end up with a lot of waste and discard. Um, it's all the all the criteria that you need, and you can't be afraid of failure. Um, you can't be afraid that the idea doesn't work out the first time because it's something that you you, you do regularly that you enjoy and you want to put it to motion and make money with it. Um, a lot of us need to patent some of that stuff. Like we have a lady that she makes arts and crafts of the sports teams. Um, my husband and them can find plenty of people that do that around Norfolk State, the college here in um, Norfolk. They can find plenty of people that do stuff like that. It's a lady that makes jewelry. She'll make any kind of jewelry you want her to make for you, um, mainly because they all into sports around there. She does sports jewelry um, for them. There's another lady make wreaths, um, dolls, everything in the sports. And I have, I'm teaching that lady right now, one of them, um, the one that does the wreaths and stuff, how to patent her craft, um, looking into ways to get it trademarked so that nobody can take her ideas from her. She hadn't even realized that um, that can be done because, like I said, you got people out there who are jealous of what you do, and it's a shame that it's black folk in particular, and um, they will steal your idea. So I'm teaching, I'm on the side teaching one lady right now how to make this her career because she's very good at it. Um, I'm trying to show her what to do to enhance it so that she can keep it going long term. She's been doing it for three years. And she's got a lot of good clientele, solid clientele. But she wants to take it a little bit further than that, like Amazon um, and eBay and a few other places like that. But like I told her, she has to make sure she understands the basics. So, I mean, you can pretty much take any idea that you have that's a good idea um, and make it work for you. You just have to understand that it's not it's not always going to make it, and you have to understand that you, it's got to take hard work. To make it work, is this just not going to do it on its own? Yes, yes, you're right. Um, well, callers, you know, uh, we're about to take a break, but uh, you know, we, we're going to continue to do after we do, do the break in the topics. I mean, the break in the segments. We'll come back. We're going to take some more of your calls. We got some more font. Want uh, and also want to say, go to fontmusic.blogspot.com. You can get more updates on font. Uh, that's F A U N T. Music, M-U-S-I, I forget the rest, music.blogspot.com, fontmusic.blogspot.com, and then you can get updates on Font and his music. So uh, you're listening to Black Topia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Queen Lady, Nikki Brown, and I'm some guy named Jay. want to play this again from Font, the coldest winner, and we're going to play some commercials and we'll be back. So uh so so sit sit tight and uh and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, where is the song? What's going on now? Uh oh. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna do this. Alright, here we go. Yeah, I like to send this yeah, out to the whole tri-state. New York, Connecticut, Jersey, MV, VA. DC, the coldest one I ever, 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 ever. What's your personal advice? 
All walking single line. Next 200 yards. Rejected. Not practical to travel forward in a single line. Hard time, roll rhyme, to make verse unique in its own right kind. To measure, the coldest one I ever. Peace out to 60 soldiers. 30 below, Timberland boots. For this kind of cold, call hard hoodies, skull caps, leather jackets. Hold still, watch movement, state of precaution. One more move, it gets drastic. Often, in the 745 playing classics. Thoughts be playing my head backwards. The mind one of a kind before my time Spoke on Jews from 99 CD date, release, peace Much love to my peace Deceased, seeing through binoculars From my past, time flew fast Stacks of crazy cash I watched those who talk reckless Main objective, left, right, my perspective Far clash with enemies in the midnight My peace was umbrella, pina coladas and palm trees Shorties talk slick, put hits out Cold words in broad daylight, broad daylight. Only if my eyes could foretell the future without losing sight. My team fiend for cream. Plot scheme, execute a plan without residuals being seen. No trace, no one saw, I face no evidence to the blueprint. Burnt ashes to erase, font original, artistical, get the dough in a yo. Billion dollar investments from words read from the Old Testament. Hand rent, alibis that no one saw could lead to evidence or convince. To a suspect, to a story that doesn't make no sense. Of the wise, while we get ourselves together, the coldest one ever. Hard time, roll rhymes to make verse unique in its own right kind. To measure, the coldest one ever. Peace out to sister soldiers. Facial features of a shadow, a told story, sleep still in my palm. Haven't reached my peak, I delete. Fish tank coffee tables, leather sofas, toast to the most wanted, and silk and soft suede loafers. Diamond shine around Don Watch Cat focus, don't lose time. Switch minds, intelligence from socials, that's not relevant. Basic instant lifestyle attract brilliance. For long term experience, this in my self stock bonds. IRAs, additional wealth, place a budget for my lawyers to represent the farm. Seeing the beyond the solar sun, one in a million. Avalon amplifies U87 font to the studio console boards for the main ingredients. One accord, mine's infant, font spits royal fire instinct. The whole world tense. Live wires, so many backstabbers, liars, cannabis. My life illustrates some don't want fun to make destiny. My legacy flip monopoly. So called scholars trying to predict the academy. History, the chemistry, people will love to see us in our misery. Taking over the music industry of a compound, dreamers hold the fork. Put our names in jeopardy, back and forth, out of court. Forced many situations, embracing the mental. Flashbacks over my life was a fish. Hard time, roll rhymes to make verse unique in its own right kind. To measure, the coldest one I ever. Peace out to sister soldier. I lean back, ready for attack. Empire strike back. Hot tracks, vinyl wax, kick facts. Black exo cognac, abstract beats to beat. My team has to eat, stay discreet. Peep out my profession. People levels, blowing recorded studio sessions. God bless me when birth through the region. I'm the last Mohegan, frankly speaking, on a mission. X-ray vision, brainstorm, salute, funk, war for vet. 
the war begun. Some scar wounds, some others talk too soon. Was collect assets, smoke was clear, I was left. Saw death with my platoon. The honor, ready for the unsaid drama. The team had the armor. I ate off the plate, the saga continues. Cats, fake, soldiers act brand new. Words spoke into the mic with precious jewels. Rich rules that were so true, true. The one thing, I like to say what's up to the $100 billers. Can't forget about my man Snero, what up? Can't forget about my man Carter Engineer. My man D, the BX represent. Debo, can't forget about my man Khalil, Philly represent. My man Jay, Clarence, Marvin, Tony, Parker, the whole gallon crew. Cole Black, James, the coldest one I ever. $500 cash at the Lucky Panda during the Fish and Skill Game Raffle on Saturday, December 9th. The grand prize will be $500 in cash. Second place prize is $100 in cash. And third place prize is $50 computer game credit. For every $10 increment deposit, you will receive one raffle entry. For example, if you enter $30, you will get three raffle entries. Please show the attendant that you are making the deposit. Free food will be provided the day of the drawing, two hours prior. The drawing will take place at 5 p.m., so get in there early and must be present and inside the building to win. See you there. So come out Saturday, December 9th. At the Lucky Panda, 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's 2610 Clemson Avenue, off the plaza, in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Lucky Panda, and that's panda spelled with a 9 instead of a P. See you there. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, dun. up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, up. Dun. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. 
What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit front me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep some curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. All right, we're back. Welcome to the second hour of Black Topia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with Barbara Country Cleaning Lady, Nikki Brown, and I'm some guy named Jay. And this part of the show is known as the Old Church Lady Announcement. So let me go ahead and read these Old Church Lady Announcements. Next week, on December 7th, we have Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle will be back, and we'll be talking about the poly lifestyle again, but we'll be talking about it in a different way. This time, we had her on our uh, uh, Valentine's Day show earlier this year, but we're going to have her back uh, on the 7th, and you know she's also, she writes the the column in Blacktopia, Share the Love, which is about being a black woman that lives the poly lifestyle, and uh, and so we're going to revisit it again, but uh, diff- this time in a different way, and uh, you know, we also have the 14th and the 21st, I'll tell you about those guests later. You'll forget anyway. But um, <laughs> uh, but on the 28th, the last Thursday of this year, the last Thursday of 2017, we're going to end. We're not going to end the show because we're going to come back to, back to January. But we're going to end the new year. I mean, the old year. We're going to end the year right by bringing in a uh, familiar voice, and uh, that familiar voice sounds something like this. Baby. Hold on, read that again. Baby. No, what's that? Baby. Miss Marie Jones will be the last guest of 2017. Let's go ahead and throw some claps on that, because I just want to throw some claps on that. Okay, I see how you want to be. So, uh, so Miss Marie Jones. Thank you, Miss Marie Jones will be back as a as a guest on two thousand uh, on the last Thursday in December, and uh, the last show of two thousand seventeen. Miss Marie Jones, former co-host uh, for a Blacktopia reunion type thing, so we can you know not reunion special, but yeah, she'll be back, kick it with us, kick it with Barbara, and kick it with us, and we're going to talk shit, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going to hear this a couple more times all throughout the show. What are we going to hear all throughout the show? Baby! Yes, we, yes, we are. Baby! 
Yep. Well, that that... Yes, yes. Miss Marie Jones. All right. Enough of that. Let's go ahead and get to the next segment, which is Astrology 101 by Nikki Brown. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction, Jonathan. I appreciate it. So tonight yes, I'm just going to... I'm going to talk about how the signs flirt. Aries watches from a distance and kind of groans angstly. Taurus is super shy about about it, but is also really freaking adorable at the same time. Gemini. Hey, fucker. You got one hell of a personality. Let's have dinner sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Cancer. Compliments you, then backs off. Then compliments you again, and then backs off again. And then compliments you again. (laughs) You get the point, right? Leo flirting. <laughs> Leos are too shy to flirt. Virgo makes a lot of fucking innuendo. I'm just saying. Libra, you know you look like my favorite superhero, right? <laughs> You're hot, I'm hot Let's go cool off together Sagittarius Do you want to have a relationship In which both of us consensually Kiss and cuddle and maybe have The sexes The sexies to, Towards each other Capricorn is actually A really good flirt Like Really How do they do it Aquarius, they don't need to flirt. Everyone flirts with them. Pisces gets all flustered and blushy. And that is how the signs flirt. Oh, yes. Definitely. Thank you for that. Nikki Brown, let's go ahead and um, throw some claps on it for it. I wasn't ready. Definitely. Thank you for that, Nikki Brown. Well, what'd you say Libras do again? Libra? <clears throat> well, Libras are very flirty. So basically, um, it says, You know, you look like my favorite superhero, right? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. Well, we're, uh, we're definitely going to get back into our topic, you know, so we're going to bring. Font, which is a Gemini just like me, the good side and the bad, the good side and the even better side. <laughs> That's what we have. We have two sides. And then we're going to bring on Barbara, the Pisces, country cleaning ladies who can swim back in here. All right. And uh, so we're going to get on topic. Oh, I see two. <laughs> I see two people with their hands raised, and I believe I know who they both are. No, I know who one of them is. The other one, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm tempted to just bring those two on and just throw the topic at them and see what happens. 
We got we got we got Vicky Santana back in the queue. We also got the mind, the mind uncalled back up here. So uh, I I, I want to see a fight. I do. I want to see a fight. I want to I want to unplug the mics and say, hey, what y'all thinking? And <laughs> just sit there, just sit back and let them talk. Should we do that? Should we do that, folks? Start start something. Sure. Why oh, not? Was, <laughs> well, before we do that, let's pass the mic around a little more. Um, 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 Barbara, the country cleaner. But before we took a break, you had uh, you were you were wrapping something up, I believe. Are you talking to me? Yes, ma'am. Um, no, I was already done with my thought. But you, but somebody else inboxed me about um, we were talking about other conventional ways, and we were talking about the Uber driving. Um, they were saying about the seniors as well. Um, because, you know, Uber, you pay like you would get a regular taxi. But they were talking about some of the senior um, that can't get around or put it this way, insurance, they can't afford um, the policies to get driven on some of those buses that's supposed to be required for them to drive in. Drive in. Um, they were talking about doing that, starting their own senior drive service. Not just for going to the doctor, but you know those that need to get around to the stores, you know other other chores or things that they need errands they need to run, um, or maybe even an errand service for them. Uh, so those were some good ideas as well. You know, focusing on our seniors because we always have the different childcare uh, facilities. Everybody, you know, does the babysitting. But you very rarely have, it's a very short clientele list, it is, of those that do programs for the seniors. Because nobody really want to deal with those attitudes or, you know, conditions that they have. But that's becoming lucrative because I'm about to go back to school for that myself. I'm going back in for home care because from me taking care of mom for six years, her and her husband and some other people, um, I'm about to hone in on that to add that to be real cleaning. So um, I know it's a tough job, but that can become lucrative as well, especially if you keep it at a certain price to drive them around. You, you get more clientele with them and for you to be able to help. So that was something else, too, driving the scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. You know, definitely thanks for that information. Um, and like I said, there's, there's all kind of the, the world is big. There's all kind of things you could do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to, to expand. Um, you know, uh, Nikki Brown. Uh, do, do, do you have any anything else? Nick, Nikki um, Brown. I'm here. I'm sorry. I had my mute button pressed. Um, there, are, people do things like wash cars. Um. Um write papers, um, mm-hmm. or any type of freelance writing, um, mm-hmm. go, and not only just um, providing senior services, but people do run errands for, like, other people. Um, you know, they'll go to the grocery store or the hardware store or, you know, to, for people that can't get out or can't get around, you know, 
they have like a concierge type of service. Um, or some people even do the concierge service where they shop online for people too. Um, mm. Some people don't have time to shop online, but they want to buy gifts and they'll just like write a general list of what they want, have the, you know, maybe a price range and have the person find these items and just, you know, have it paid for and shipped to the person. So they don't really have to do anything. Um, a lot of people, like I was saying earlier, they want convenient and fast. Um, there's a guy in in New York City, I don't remember his name, but it is a brother, and he makes money by waiting waiting in line for people. So mm. if you want to wait in line for concert tickets, instead of you actually standing there yourself, you can pay this guy to stand there for you. So if it's a two-hour wait, he will stand there and wait, purchase your tickets, and then meet you after you've had lunch or whatever um, mm. with your, your tickets or whatever it is that he was waiting in line for. Wow. That's, that's smart. See, yeah, there's all kind of ways you can flip this world and make some money, you know. Um, so, yes, that's that's correct. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely got to think outside the box. That line waiting thing. That, that sounds pretty good. Uh, now, before we take on the callers, uh, Font, is there, is there any any other suggestions you want to bring to the table? Font. Okay. Um, well, Font, we still got your mic open. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take the calls right quick. Uh now we got uh I'm going ahead and take the mind first. The mind. Yo, yo Jay, what's good? Yeah. We... Just doing a good show. Okay. <laughs> yes. I didn't hear the topic cuz I just got on, but I just heard like the Gemini signs. Oh yeah, man! Thank you for being a dedicated listener. Uh, you just be yeah, no matter what the topic, you just you just rock with us. Same thing with Vicky Santana. Um, the topic is unconventional ways to uh, to make money. You know, thinking outside the box instead of uh, you know instead of clocking in for a job you hate, you can uh, create your own opportunities in this world. Yeah, that's true. I do that. I do that a lot. I think, um, like I say, I have a company that I do in short. That's in short, so I can do a lot of uh, other jobs. Like I do deliveries for people. I do, um, like if somebody orders something and the rig, the eighteen wheeler showed up after the delivery route went out, they'll pay me to go pick it up. Um, I mean, it's it's all kind of money to pay. You just have to be. You just have an idea of what you what you want to what you want to do, and how you want to go about doing it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In, instead of clocking in, I, I gotta, I, I like, just for instance, Butler Tire. I pick up stuff for them. Like I'll go to a, a pick up some rims and tires from RL Service that delivers for them. And if the the person's not there, or the truck came in late. You know, they would ask me how much would I charge. Sometimes I charge two fifty. If I have to go to Atlanta, I charge them two fifty, three hundred, just for an hour and a half. Definitely. 
But Atlanta's a money-making city. Um, you know, um, I mean, people, I live in one of the richest cities in uh, in uh, outskirts of Atlanta. Um, when I moved into my neighborhood, I was the second black family stayed there. Everybody thought I sold drugs. Nobody knew I hustled hard and, and had my own company. It took them three years to realize I lived there. <laughs> they would call the cops on me all the time. And finally, mm-hmm. one lady asked me, finally, one of the neighbors asked me what I do for a living because everybody thought I sold drugs. And so, you know, at me being a black man, of course, you know, I got angry about it. At first, I put it in a place. And, you know, because I was like, what I do for a living is none of your business. I don't ask people what how they pay their bills. But, you know, I run a legit company. And if you need my service, and you can look me up in the Better Business Bureau, Bureau and, and stuff like that. Um, I always get good ratings on my company. People always give me good service and always refer me to other people over bigger companies. So, you know, um, and then once they saw I, it took them a while to believe I lived there. Because they didn't think I could make the money to stay here. You know, it's, it was the police. One, the police told me I'm the second black family over there. Like that place was 98 percent white, and and you know, so I'm like, they didn't, didn't think I could afford to live there. But I just hustled, man. This so hustle world. There's money everywhere. You can do deliveries. You can. They have a service where you can pick up patients. You can use your car to pick up patients. You can use your own vehicle. You get paid more if you use your own vehicle. Like you pick, the, you might take somebody to a doctor, drop them off to their appointment, and come back and pick them up, or you might go pick up their medicine. Um, you know, it might be um, like people break down on the side of the road. They might order a tire, but can't get to go get it. So you know, people call you. How much do you charge to run this tire to this person? And just to answer. I mean, it's, it's a hustle man's world. That's that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Now, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, I, I want to say before I bring on the next caller, uh, let everybody know that uh, we're doing a welcome to the country again tomorrow night uh, with our with our guest. Oh that's no, tomorrow it's not tomorrow night. night. It's the eighth. It's the eighth. Oops. Yeah. Okay, what what the heck is on the first then? I got my calendar all mixed up. I don't know what you looking for, okay. boy. This day, <laughs> I did oh, Look at man. Oh, I was like, man. what? No, no, it's the eighth. I got Farrakhan. I got Farrakhan on the eighth. Hey, hey you, uh-huh. you, know what's another, you know what's another good service that people sleeping on that makes a lot of money? Insurance okay, companies okay. be hiring people. Insurance company be hiring people to drop gas off the people that run off, run out of gas on the street because you know most insurance companies if you run out of gas you can call them and they'll get you twenty dollars worth of gas free and so they have people they have people that 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 pick up that go out and pick up gas for people and and drop it off and and mm. they they pay pretty good like um. Sometimes you make 150 just for 30 minutes. I mean, sometimes you make if you do two or three runs a day, or you know, it's just all kind of hustle. Not just that's why I hate to see people clock in and be like, you know, I used to do that and I used to ask for a raise. And I think I told you like I worked for this one company and um, I did I, the company made like five million dollars that first year, and the lady gave wow. me a ten thousand. The lady gave me a ten thousand dollar Christmas bonus. 
Mm-hmm. I took it to the bank. The chick looked at it and called the police on me. Thought I thought I was had a fake check. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. You had mentioned that in the, on the previous mm-hmm. show, but yeah, that is that's crazy, man. Um, let's go ahead and uh, Demond, You want to stay on for a while with us? Rock with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Definitely. Okay, good, good. Let's go on ahead and bring on the uh, the, the you know previous caller. She got her hand raised again. Vicky Santana. <laughs> My hand is always raised. Hey, Demond, how are you? I'm good. Eight town, eight town, warm. I'm good. How about you? Good. I'm good. It's cold over here. Makes me want to go ahead and move back to Georgia, but I'm not that darn tempted, not yet. Um, I actually had a couple of of unconventional ideas for, like, uh, additional income. My dad taught me this. No matter how much money he made, he always had multiple streams of income. And mm-hmm. he, he said the reason why he liked doing it was because, one, he could set his own time, um, do his own thing, and report to himself. Right, and he, he made a wealth of money, but he also caught you know me and my son. My son caught on more because I refused to pay him money. But this is what my kid used to do, and even though he did it as a child, it can easily be, in my opinion, translated over to, into like making big money. Um, my thought is everyone's not creative, so everyone can't you know make jewelry and, and perfumes and things of that nature. My my son would earn seventy five dollars a week. Well, no, seventy five dollars a week per customer um, just doing lawn care and car washing, uh, just around the neighborhood. Um, and he'd have usually no less than seven clients. He, he found out that during the weekends that was his max. He was just like beat. But that was like $525 in his pocket a week just for weekend work, right? Um, and he was able to combine it. And if you think about it, $75 is cheap to get your car hand-washed and your lawn, your lawn care done, and, of course, they love the fact that he was a little kid. I mean, he started doing that when he was 10 years old and did it all the way up until, you know, he moved out and joined the service. Um, a lot of companies like to deliver flyers, um, and, and although it might not seem like, you know, glamorous work, if you think about it, we're all out and about anyway. We all go to grocery stores. We all go to doctor's offices and things of that nature. And all you have to do is, like, stick flyers and cards and you get paid for it, and you're out and about anyway, and it's not that big of a deal and there's not that much effort. But that's an easy way to generate more income. Um, another example, and this is in Georgia, um, a, a young lady was going to her church home, and she just she simply asked her pastor, hey, I'm, I'm, I make special coffee. And she did. She made, like, her own flavored coffees and stuff. And she said, can I just start selling, you know, cups of coffee in the, you know, the church prior to service, like a dollar per cup? And the pastor was like, yeah. Um, so she started actually selling the coffee, you know, $1 per cup. And people started to really demand it. And so it got fancier and fancier. And she ended up earning enough income to get her own coffee shop and now has her own coffee shop. Um, so that's a good idea. Um, what I do, and I need to start charging money, but I do it for free, is we have so many writers in Blacktopia. You know, they write poetry, they write novels and books and things of that nature, but resume writing. People don't know how to sell themselves on paper. And if you go to one of those professional resume uh, resume writing services, they'll charge like three, $500 knowing that you're broke trying to get a job and, they, you know, you need a good resume. But you can charge somebody, you know, 50 bucks, $75, something that's really, really affordable for, you know, just to write them a stellar and outstanding resume and generate money on the site doing something that you love doing anyway, which is writing and being creative. Um, two more two more ideas, and then, and then I'm done. 
um, one, this ties into what we were speaking about on one of the last programs, and um, was it Demine or was it? It was. It was. It was. It was one of your guests who mentioned we need to start teaching our children again. Um, and one of the ideas that I that I have is we we do actually have a lot of elders who have a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we have a lot of young ladies who either cannot afford their own daycare and they're sitting at home, but homeschooling and child care, like combining them into one. Um, you remember that old program on TV, Little House on the Prairie, and they had uh, the two-year-olds in the same classroom as the 14-year-olds and things of that nature, but it takes absolutely not – well, but it, it, it worked, and, you had, you know, and if you think about it, generation after generation, we've just gotten dumber and dumber, so let's dial it back maybe to the way it was before. It worked. But um, to homeschool – takes nothing but paperwork. All they want to know is that you've got a curriculum, and that's easy enough. It doesn't really cost any money, and you can get your kids out of this public school system and start utilizing the resources that we already have around. Um, it does not, it just doesn't take a lot, colors, numbers, shapes, alphabets, songs. We do a lot better job teaching our children than anybody else, but if you can combine those two, um, my sister used to do homeschool and child care um, when she was going to school for her her her, ma- her master's in, in child care, actually, in, in, in education. Um, and her philosophy was whatever age her children were, she wanted to be the one that was teaching them. So when they were younger, she they were at home being taught. And then once she got into the school system, you know, she was in that great form and things of that nature. And also school breaks and things of that nature also happen on time. But back to the main point. Um, homeschool, child care, you combine them, and depending on the parameters of your state, you could charge child care nowadays is usually what anywhere from nine hundred to sixteen hundred dollars per month. I mean child care really is like rent or mortgage, but even if you only charge like six hundred dollars per child and maybe only three max that's eighteen if you just needed a little bit of extra pocket money. Um, and that, of course, is if you don't go officially and do the paperwork. But if you do the paperwork, then you can usually have up to ten or twelve children in in your home. Um, you can just make a killing. This last one is completely unconventional, but it has taken off like wildfire, and I think I'm going to go ahead and do it. Professional cuddling. I know everyone laughed at it in the very beginning, but this has caught on like nobody's business, and people are charging like $100 an hour with a two-hour minimum. You know, that's if you have if you just cuddle three people a day, that's $600 per day, which is 3k per week. You know, I um, I and, I, and I, sometimes I look around and I'm just like, I, I'd pay somebody five bucks right now just to hug me, <laughs> seriously. But um, yeah, to Barbara's yeah, point yeah. a little bit earlier, what was that? <laughs> I said I've seen that. Yeah, seen, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're making a killing. Overseas, I mean, I, I saw an article on that, and it's like big business. People don't know. Some people they don't go when they get off from work. They go straight there and they pay by the hour. They sit and have yep. cuddle and conversations. Yep, wow. cuddle conversation. You do whatever you want. You do whatever your client wants you to do in whatever session that is. You know, like light touch, rub, nothing intimate or anything like that. But I mean, anything that they find soothing. Um, and if you think about it, the one thing that we miss. A lot of people like to talk about therapy and things of that nature, but we're really missing intimacy, just closeness and human contact. You know, and it's, it's a damn shame that you know everyone's so prideful that we're willing to pay somebody now to get a hug, but. Because we're willing to pay people to, to cuddle, why not make 3K a week? I mean, that is a yeah. – and that's just like – and you don't even have to make 3K. You don't even have to be that greedy. You know what I mean? 
But um, Barbara mentioned something earlier about businesses failing because people just aren't prepared. And truthfully, in today's era, there's no reason for anyone to go into a business ignorant. Um, I love Dr. Boyce Watkins. You don't have to pay for all of his services. He's got two free e-books out there all about business and things of that nature, and he's got plenty of free business seminars. Um, and, heck, you can, you can YouTube him and find out a wealth of information that a college would, would probably charge you 35 k for. You know, mm-hmm. so there's really no reason to be ill-equipped for any type of business success. But those are the ideas that I thought of: lawn, oh, car care, yeah. um, oh. flyer, yeah, resume writing, homeschooling slash childcare, and then cuddler. Can can I can I I want to ask say something about the why a lot of business fails? Um, mm-hmm. um, a lot, a lot, a, a you asked if you could say that? The mind. The mind. Did you, you ask it? that you could ask that? You, you asked me if you could say that, right? I asked <laughs> can I ask Can I talk? Yeah. I'm going to talk with you. No bad cash for that tonight. No bad cash for that tonight. You know what? A, a lot of business fail because people try so hard to show people they're making money before they really make money. And people don't understand business. It's like just because you open a restaurant and did $20,000 a month, you really haven't made no money. You you mm-hmm. really, it, it, people got to understand for every dollar comes through your door, you probably make a nickel. Don't listen to mm-hmm. other people talking about, man, you making all this money and you doing all this and, and you ain't got this and you ain't got that. You, you, you know, it, when I started my business, about 10 years ago, you know, it took me a while. Now you see, people see things I have. That's because I prepared myself. Like if, if my, if, if my truck breaks down, I can fix my truck and still live comfortably. I can fix my truck. I can repair my, my, my stuff to keep my business going. See, I didn't just jump in a business. Then six months later, I got a $40,000 truck that, that, that you have to put up for rainy days and you have to prepare Mm-hmm. That's number one. And then having common sense, um, you know, I, I like I, I, my friend owns a restaurant, and he was struggling with his restaurant. And normally, uh, I teach people how to um, run their restaurants. And online, there's a guy that does it for ten thousand dollars a month. I did it for free for two of my friends, and I told them, I said, "Listen, the information I'm about to give you, you know, nobody wouldn't tell you this unless you pay him ten grand." And I came in there and ran this kitchen to, to, so he can turn a bigger profit. And so I, I told him, I said, listen, when you do catering, you don't give out free uh, dishes and stuff with the catering. You have to pay for that, so they have to pay for it. And you have to break down what it costs per box. So let's say if you got a party of 200 people and they need plates. Well, you don't give them 200 plates free because you still got to buy that. So you got to charge them for that if you only charge them 10 cents a plate. I said, man. I said, if you go into a Chinese restaurant, ask for a to-go box, they charge you 25 cents. Ask for a cup of water, they charge you 50 cents. And I said, you're giving it away. You're giving away your profit. So, you know, and then and then you have to understand, like, in a restaurant, you have to – food cost is 32%. Labor mm-hmm. costs have to be – you know, um, any any time – so you have to know that. You just can't have people in the kitchen and mm-hmm. thinking you make the money. So, so a lot of that stuff is is knowing the percentage lines of where your business needs to be at to succeed. 
in mm-hmm. any in any business, no matter what business you do. And then you gotta you gotta learn how to grow your business too. A lot of people open businesses that don't know how to grow. They just think that it's gonna sit there and grow like a flower. No, you have to do. I told them I said. You know, people around here are more family orientated. So why don't you have kids meal? Why don't you have kids night free one night? Why don't you have uh, some lunch specials? Everybody can't come in here and pay fifteen dollars for a sandwich and a side and a drink every day. And so you give them like maybe the sweet tea and the fries for free and make them pay seven dollars for the sandwich. You'll get more people in your door. So those are just tips of of, of giving him um, things like that. And I say. I said, look this guy up. I gave him the guy's name. I said, this guy charges $10,000 for, for, per month for what I just told you. Minimum mm-hmm. three months. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I did that my whole life. I, I did kitchen management for a long time. So, you know, like I said, when I worked for this restaurant, we made three, we made $15 million in three years. Every Christmas, I got a $10,000 bonus check. So, you know, but but, but that, that comes with knowing and understanding and 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 how to, you know, uh, get people to work for you. Because, you know, one thing is getting people to work for you. The second thing is continuing to have these same people show up to work for you every day. And then, I, you know, I, I just got out of the business because I said, if I can build these people company, I can build my own company. If I can move right. a mountain, if I can, if I can move a mountain for them, I can move a mountain for myself. And as soon as I got into my own company, like seven years later, I'm making like ninety to one hundred and ten a year, mm-hmm. and that that is the way to do it. Now a lot of people don't; they don't really. And, and mapping out like a a good strong business plan is not really hard if you just research it. Research mm-hmm. it so you just understand the basics, and once you understand the basics, then you can really map out your ROI and figure out mm-hmm. how you can be profitable. Because um, I, I know for one, I, I didn't do that when I first tried a business like eons and eons ago. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even include my own labor. Can you believe that? I did not even include my own labor cost. Um, and it was, it was detrimental because my product was in demand, but it took me a, a tremendous amount of time, you know, and I never felt as if I was making money. So, yeah, those mm-hmm. are some awesome, awesome tips. Mm-hmm. You want to give me some tips? Can you give us some? Can you give us some more for free? <laughs> I'll have I'll have ten grand you know to give you. <laughs> you know what? Um, I read an article. Um, it, it, it's it's been online for about four months now. It was this little young black girl. Um, she got her mom was working two jobs and she got tired of seeing her mom struggling. So she sat up one night and she created a lemonade. And it's all over the internet. This I girl saw is that. Yeah. This, this, this girl is a this girl is a millionaire now. Off a of lemonade, mm-hmm. but she, she mm-hmm. was going around. She was going around asking people, "Can she sit at the store and sell a lemonade?" Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, um, you know, a couple of stores say no. That she bumped into this guy. I think his name, uh, Wendell something. He was a actor back in the day, but he owns like seven stores in the Louisiana area. So mm-hmm. he told her, "Say you can sit out there. Just don't harass my customer and sit in the corner." I'm going to watch you, too, so make sure nobody don't take advantage of you. So mm-hmm. this, uh, this white guy comes in, clean cut, suit on, whatever. So he, she asked her, would you like to buy a cup of my lemonade? So he mm-hmm. said, sure. So he bought a cup, took two steps, turned around, and offered $20 million for the recipe. So mm-hmm. luckily, luckily her mom, and uh, well, she called her mom. She said, wait, let me call my mom. Now, are you serious? He said, yeah, I'll pay you to stop selling it right now. So... Mm-hmm. He paid. He paid her to stop selling it. 
she calls her mom. Her mom can't pick her up. They tell her to give them a couple hours, let them lawyer up. And so they lawyered up, and they agreed for, like, I think it was like $15 million in royalties. And mm-hmm. just three just three weeks ago, a football player bought into her company, gave her $800,000 to buy into her lemonade because it's selling out the stores like crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, there's, it's a hustle man's world. I'm like, if an eight-year-old, there's a 13-year-old right. black kid that there's a thirteen-year-old mm-hmm. black kid that goes to school. Well, now he's fifteen, and this guy's worth thirty-five million. His mom, he was messing with computers, and his mom mm-hmm. thought he was crazy. So he started running a computer business out their basement. Well, guess what? Two years later, all these people are calling him in to do computer services. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, he's got the world's largest contract for computers, and so he bought a warehouse and he got like a. This guy is like in ninth or tenth grade, making almost twenty million a year. They, mm-hmm. It was so big. The news, the news did an article on him. I said, when when the news want to talk to you about your business as, as right. a young black man, fifteen years old. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and I think so, and I think one of the key one of the keys too is we're we're always looking for we're always trying to do the same thing that we see everybody else around us doing. And I, I think there's a difference, and we need to understand the difference between using the tools that you have at hand. Um, mm-hmm. which means that even if you're not passionate about, you know, running around to birthday parties every weekend with your, with your bouncer, and, and by the way, that's also a really good business. All you, need, all you need to do is buy a bouncer, and you've got your own business, and it never mm-hmm. goes out of style because every kid has a birthday party. But um, even though that might not be your passion, it's something that you can do immediately. You might have a truck, use your truck. You might be really good at cooking, do your cooking. This woman made coffee, for goodness sakes, and, and she made mm-hmm. a small fortune. So it's one thing to use the tools that you have at hand, but it's another thing to understand what your true calling and your passion is. So mm-hmm. that, that story that Demai was just saying, that little boy's passion was electronics and computers. Mm-hmm. He focused on his passion. He tapped into his God-given gift, you know, and then he became mm-hmm. what he was supposed to become. So I, I think, you know, whatever we're, we're naturally drawn to, if you're drawn to hair, if you're drawn to makeup, or if you're drawn to art, um, or if you're drawn to electronics or, or, or graphics or it does not matter, whatever it is that you're drawn to, that's probably what your calling is. So while mm-hmm. you use your tools at hand, don't ignore what your calling is because at the end of the day, 25 years later, you look back and you're like, wow, I've, I've done nothing with my life. And you guys are you realistic. Know? You have to be realistic about it too because, see, the man, as you talk about what you were saying knowing the aspect monetarily, sometimes you got to understand, too, my father has field, a security business. He started out here in Norfolk as one of the only guys that did it the old way with the dogs at first and before they moved into everybody doing it electronically. Um, mm-hmm. And I had about 30% in his business. Well, he ruined it, him and my greedy-ass mammy, um, ruined it, which means by the time I started my shares and put it into my cleaning company, they had me over ninety some thousand dollars in debt. Plus, they had ruined mm-hmm. my credit. I was able to take a government contract that I had. No one really gets government contracts without having all the particulars and credentials that you need. So, not all white folk are bad because two main people that I knew while I was in the military came to my aid and took me under them. And I ran my contract for thirteen years, almost making a quarter of a meal, and never paid any taxes on it, and never had to deal with all that red tape. I got myself out of that debt, but the credit, and I told this story when I first did my interview with Jane before I started being a co-host. 
I took that money and got myself out of debt. But the problem was my credit was so damaged from those two bastards that I couldn't do the things I needed to do. So I had to go to my skill alone. And that's what I've been running off of, my adrenaline and my skill for the last 19 years. Because I got myself out of the debt they put me into, but they ruined my ability to be able to go get money I needed to be able to do anything else with. And what they thought it was going to do was stop me. And that's why I always, sometimes when we have the time, I tell my story because you got to be realistic. I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. And that's why 19 years later, and I used to post it, y'all can ask Jay. I used to post it a long time ago when it was me and the other girls. I used to post up their blank check. My clients give me blank checks. When I go to clean their house, when I go to do whatever I'm doing for their building, I get a blank check. I'm told to sign whatever I'm worth. I'm going to say it one more time. I have clients that give me blank checks. They sign their name to it, or they'll tell me to sign their name and put what I'm worth when I'm done cleaning. That power, that is, that is the kind of confidence they have in me and that I have in myself, because very few people will ever have a common sense to do that for anybody. Mm-hmm. See, I had, I had to go past my means, and I'm mad because 19 years later, I want to be able to have my stuff set like you have with the with the same type of um, information that Vicky has to be able to set it aside. But they ruined it so bad that I went to a whole lot of financial people that said it's, it's no way out of it without starting all over. So basically, I've been on raw talent for the last 19 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I can I say to. you can get it done. It's a way you can get it done. You can have the financial stability that you guys got, or you can have the raw talent and the drive and the tenacity that I got to keep it going. Now, I'd rather have the bank full and, and kept straight, but unfortunately some of us came across that bad element, which were the people who you thought you could trust that ruined that. So you have to go another avenue. So it ain't just one way. There are other ways you can get around it because I'm a living witness. It can be done mm-hmm. as long as you stick to it and stay and stay determined. I just had to I say agree. that. I would agree with you, but, you know, even in my business, you know, I got a lot of people that say, like, like you know, I try to get, I try to get a lot of people, like young black males and, and females, to like even like jobs I would get for them. Like they would say, Hey, you got any extra jobs that I can make some extra money, my car, this, this and that. Okay. But when I get them jobs, they don't show up to the job or they still sleeping. And then I end up losing money because the customer called me. Like if I get them a job at about 1500 bucks and mm-hmm. they ain't even, they ain't even there to do the job. And, and so the customer calls me. So I have to like knock off like, Four five hundred bucks and go do the job at a thousand when when I when I had it padded at fifteen hundred and so not everybody is 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 going to get to the point to where you can deal with them mm-hmm. so I so when so with me as a as a company you know I always have my name on the line because I always get like a lot of jobs um, we're doing a job right now in this house this guy bought this house for two and a half million so mm-hmm. he calls me out back he calls me out back and he goes uh. I was helping my friend put in AC units because that's what I do too. I can help put in AC units. I don't just deliver and haul stuff, but you can do multiple stuff. And some days, like, man, let me finish the first one and then I'll tell you the second one. But the guy walks me out back 
he said, he said, James, he said, your name's James, right? I said, yes. I said, yes. He was like, he was like, how much you charge me to do my backyard? I said, I'm looking at the backyard. I'm like, what you trying to do to it? Yeah, I'm trying to put, um, dig it up and put more side to it. And uh, he was like, um, I said, well, I said, I said, most of the times I ask people what's their budget, and because I don't really know. So if you have a budget, I can have an idea. So he said, I got a ten to twelve thousand dollar budget to do my backyard, but I don't care. I pay twelve grand if it's done right. So I'm looking like, you know, I never did landscaping, but my I, I got a homeboy that does landscaping. So I said, listen, man, I'm going to give you this job, and I want you to go talk to this guy. It's twelve grand. Max is twelve grand. And I said, they ain't going to take you twelve grand, but Max is twelve grand, so you can make some good money off it. I mean, he went and did the job. The guy tipped him an extra three grand. And, mm. and so, and, like, he called me. He was like, how much I owe you? I said, you don't owe me nothing, man. You know, it's just it's just do the job that the way you're supposed to. Leave your name on the job. So when somebody right. walked back there and said, who did that job? You say, hey, this guy did it with his name mm-hmm. on it. And mm-hmm. another thing about the, one of my friends, is he's a Latino guy. He started a bounce party thing. He st- he bought a bus, bought some bounce houses, and, and, he, um, and he was like, man, James, I'm going to get rich doing this. And I, I, I kid you not, this boy makes like $4,500 sometimes a day, but he averaged about twelve grand a week. He got yep. all these bounce houses. And he averages, he buy, he go, what he does, he don't even, if he works the party, it's an extra 750 If he mm-hmm. just go and set up and drop off some bounce houses, then he charges. He charges a dollar per chair, $5 for the table, um, and, and it's just like mileage. I mean, he's like, this this guy does like six, seven parties a day. And, yeah, right. and I was in his house. I was helping him move one night. And I and he was like he was like, Don't go in the closet, man. Don't go in the closet. I said, Why not? I went in the closet, he had five shoe boxes. And I said, Dude, you wear Michael Jordan's? I never seen no Latino wear Michael Jordan. He said, No, nah, that ain't no Michael Jordan. That's the narrow way, which means money. So I mm-hmm. opened the shoe box I mean, five shoe boxes full of money. Mm. Full of cash money, and he's mm. like, man, I'm gonna go back to Mexico because you know the property is cheap. And he said, man, he said, man, I think I don't. I don't he said, I don't think I done hit over a couple million dollars. And I know that's that. right. I know and that's we was moving right. The, we was moving the couch, and I picked up the couch and flipped it over to get the pillows out of it. And mm. He was like, he was like, that's that's my bank, and all this money <laughs> fell out. The, all, mm. all this money fell out. All this money fell out the couch. And so I, I look at them. leaving the bank. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I looked into it, and I'm looking at, at this guy like, you know, this guy came over from Mexico with just a pants on his back and a shirt. Mm-hmm. And to, mm-hmm. to, to, now, to now, this guy's like 10 years later. He got enough money to do whatever he wants. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't really stress about working. And now he got three vans instead of one. Oh, I don't mind. Every, yep. Every, every van goes sets up a different party. And and, mm. and and stuff like that, and I mean it's it's the the money is ridiculous. I'm like, exactly. it's just out there to be yeah. made. People just don't want to take the time and put the drive and work to it to get it done. That's all that is. Mm. And like I said, you know, my, my story different from you guys. I I had to I have to keep using what I have to get what I get. I have to. But so, but you know what? Uh-huh. Let me say this. Now, a now, lot of stuff. Yes, a lot of stuff. Is yeah, James, not James, James, we about to James. Yeah, do the mind. We about to go into the fog hour. So, uh, definitely make that point. We will have to wrap it up. Okay, let me, let me say this. 
I mean, one of my friends, uh, he was trying to buy a tow truck. So I said, listen, one of my best friends work on the um, Atlanta board, housing board. Well, they got a place, they got a, they got a website called Invest in Atlanta. And if you go in Atlanta and you buy a house, they'll give you anywhere from 20 to 30% of the, the down payment of the house. So I said, why don't you, you trying to buy a house. So he, uh, he went there, he applied, you have to go to school on a Saturday for eight hours. He did everything they told him to do. And he bought a, he was trying to look at a house for 210. They gave him a check for $50,000. He put $20,000 down and he bought a tow truck to, to start a tow truck business. So, you know, the, the, the things are there. You just gotta, you just gotta know where to look because government hands out a lot of money and we don't know where to look for it. And we don't know how to get it unless somebody tell us that they do a lot of small business um, funding yeah. and stuff like that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You guys shared a lot of great information. I hope a lot of the listeners, I hope you guys uh, took heed to what was said on the program and going ahead and, 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 get, and do some of these things, you know, get your hustle on. Uh, now, now, Font, Font, are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, Font, is there anything you would like to say, anything you'd like to plug before we uh, close this out? Um, I would just, I would just like to say, like, like the young lady said, you know, you got to have tenacity. You got to just have a drive. You know, I just want to put this out there. Um, I was homeless at one point, and um, I slept in the car. I slept in a homeless shelter. Um, you know, I went I went through a lot. And I guess at the end of the day, I just want to say, like, just don't give up. You know, the, the drive mm-hmm. is there. If you're driven, then, you know, you just got to keep going, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Bob the country cleaning lady. We going to keep it real. I'm going to get you again for me to get you on Welcome to the Country because I'm going to loosen you up. You hear me? We going yeah, right. to get to get the one-on-one one more time. Right. If you try something once and it doesn't work out, try something different. If that doesn't work, try something else. If you try 10 things and those 10 things don't work, try 11. Just don't give up. Just keep trying. You have to constantly reinvent yourself, re um recreate or re, you know, restructure, um reorganize, um whatever it takes. Um but just never give up and and keep Moving forward. Oh yes. And uh well that's pretty much it. That's our show. Next week we got Little Michelle. Also check out Font at fontmusic.blogspot.com. And uh you know we do this every Thursday night. Black Copia presents Round Table Talk Radio and Birdman, is there anything you want to say to us before we get out of here? Y'all are y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. We ain't got no more talking. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.